Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Welcome back, guys, to Beyond the Bikini Radio. I'm super excited for today's conversation. It is with my girl, Danny B. We have been DMing for a while now. That's just how we met is through Instagram. I feel like I've met all of my boyfriends and best friends through Instagram. <laughs> so there's a truth bomb there. But welcome, Danny. Hi, guys. I'm so excited. I'm excited to have you. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, I'm, I always forget my age. I always almost say 21 but I'm 22 um I'm a bikini competitor I've been doing it for literally almost coming on a year um I started my first prep around this time um dropped out of college so I'm a college dropout um and I'm an online fitness coach too so we have a lot in common with that Mm -hmm. um basically that's my life like I just sit in my room and I just work on (laughs) you know programming clients and then I go to the gym and just the typical online fitness coach you know yeah what do you mean you're not working from Bali oh I wish I'm just kidding <laughs> I wish that's a, that's the game plan I see so many like those coaches though that they're like oh just working from the beach I'm like really because that has a really bad glare I can't see <laughs> Hopefully soon, because I said that I'll be moving down with you, so. But in Massachusetts, it's like all the leaves are turning orange, and it's getting cold out, and you know what it's like to be cold out while you're in a fat loss phase or prepping. It sucks. It's such a bad time. Um, plus, so, like, that's, like, Midwest, right? Um, no. New England? New England? Yeah, so I'm, like, all the way near, like, New Hampshire, Okay, so, so I'm assuming people in that area don't understand what you do, um, plus dropping out of college, I actually didn't know that. Um, what made you want to do that, and how are you handling being a female, young female entrepreneur? Um, so I went to school the same thing as you, exercise and sports science, but um. So when I first started, I was going down the clinical route. I wanted to do cardiology. Like, I'm so fascinated by the heart. And it's, like, one of the only things that truly stuck out to me. Um, I was in my senior year, and I went to my first bikini competition. It's actually the one that I got my NQ at this past year in April. Um, And I just saw my friend do it, and I was like, this is so cool. So then I started my prep, and... I just realized that I was giving more attention to that than school and like creating things for my Instagram and for my clients and stuff. And I was like, I'm not paying attention to school right now. Like this is the one thing that is giving me like, (laughs) like a drive. So then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave school for right now, possibly go back. But right now this is giving me the attention that I need. Um, And I like, being a bikini competitor, like, some people don't take it as seriously as probably we do, and 
I knew that I really wanted to do something like this and be a professional. So I was like, if I want this, like, I'm going to make it my only priority. So I was like, I'm leaving school, mom. I'm not going back. Um, I actually left around this time last year. So it was my last two months of school. And in December, December, we went on uh, winter break. And it was the Monday before I was supposed to go back after like um, the new year. And I was like, nope, not going. See you later. (laughs) Yeah. There were so many like times in college where I was questioning like, what is my purpose? What am I doing here? Like a lot of people have a great college experience. Like awesome for you, boo. I love Mm -hmm. it. But for me, I hated it. Like I wasn't a partier. I wasn't a drinker. All I did was like, I was making content back then. So I had started my fitness Instagram when I was like 20. um, Mm -hmm. And that's when I first competed. And nothing gave me passion and drive like competing did. And like, I didn't really understand why like every single day like I was just excited to go to the gym and get a little bit better and a little bit stronger and it's hard to like realize that maybe the college route isn't for you and even um with exercise science I wanted to go the clinical route but Mm -hmm. I was like forcing myself to love it it was like oh like you have to do like it you like it you like it like I was trying to convince myself every single day and I would like have meltdowns in my car like before my internship like just crying and thinking I don't want to go in there and I don't want to do this like I just want to go train yeah that's see that's exactly how I was I didn't even get to the internship part um but it's so funny because you mentioned not being a partier or a drinker any of that I was actually like very very into that and I I knew that being in the college setting it was hard for like I had FOMO all the time all of the time it's hard to make friends without doing that yeah and um for like my whole college career that's like what my like like that's what I cared about so I knew that that wasn't going to be a good setting for me um, if I wanted to be a professional. And I knew that just leaving school and coming back home, because I actually lived on campus. Um, I came back home and like all the tables turned for me. Like my life completely did a 360 because drinking and partying was like my only thing. And that's honestly another reason as to why like my grades weren't as good as they were. And I don't know, like, a lot of people ask me, too, they're like, how come you dropped out of school? Like, you're you're an exercise and sports science major. Like, didn't, don't you, like, need that? Like, how is this your passion if you, like, dropped out? And it's like, <laughs> I, I wasn't going to, like, be a personal trainer. I was going to learn the ins and outs of the heart. Yeah. And the other thing, too, of, like, exercise science in college in general, like, for anyone who's in college right now, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but you're too sensitive if I do. Um, (laughs) If you feel like what you're learning is the most relevant thing, you're wrong. Because what's in your textbooks, what your uh, professors are teaching you is in a curriculum, which was developed years or months prior. Mm -hmm. So it's technically not the most up to date information. If you want to learn like what's relevant and new today, like that's when I recommend, like, you know, I'm really big on the podcast and reading and educating yourself like that's going to be the most recent up-to-date material um and you don't have to go to college to learn something okay you can learn anything now 
if you're going to college and going for tactical skills like nursing, like engineering, I think that's awesome. And like, you have to do that. Sorry, you have to college. Mm-hmm. But if you want to learn about a specific topic, you don't need to spend thousands and thousands of dollars and be in student loan debt to do that. See, the thing that I like to convince my parents is I was like, Mom, I learned a lot more being out of school and researching on my own than I did being in school. And I think, like, if I'm spending so much money on school, I could spend so much money on an actual coach, like a business coach or, you know, a fitness coach. Like, that's also an investment. And I think that you get more out of that because they're up Mm -hmm. to date. They know what they're doing. They know you know, how the algorithm works, how, like, the bikini world, like, I didn't learn anything about bikini in school, like, you don't learn any of that, obviously. Oh, but- my gosh, and I think that's hilarious when people think in exercise science, they're like, oh, well, you have your degree, I'm like, you think I was learning about how to get stage lean and shredded and tan? No, I was learning <laughs> about diabetes, I was learning about chronic illness, I was learning about the heart, I was learning about things that actually get funding to get studied. Yeah. People who are already healthy, do not get funding to get study because nobody cares about them. Exactly. And it's, it's actually funny because a lot of the people that were in my classes, they follow me now and they learn more from my Instagram than we did in my exercise physiology class and my exercise and testing prescription class. Like they learn more from me than that. And it's so crazy. They're like, <laughs> I oh love my it. Gosh. I get, I get a lot of um, college clients or I should say, clients that came from my university they're like oh I've been following you for a while and it always seemed like you know what you're doing and I'm thinking you sat right next, right next to me, to me. <laughs> it's like what were you doing Twirling I don't know thumbs. <laughs> no they well I don't know it's to each their own but I just think that you have to really apply yourself and applying yourself doesn't necessarily mean college um exactly. and you know what's interesting too about like the whole business coach thing Mm-hmm. I hired a business coach in 2018 mm-hmm. and I remember telling my parents this and they're like you hired a what but you you minored in business management <laughs> that's her parents voice anyway yeah. um, <laughs> I'm like well I don't know what I'm doing and this person does know what they're doing because I'm a firm believer that you should learn from someone who is doing what you want to do or what you're doing times 10 yeah. And at the time, Alex Mazurko was doing what I thought was the unthinkable. And I hired her, dropped thousands of dollars, which I've never done before for myself. I've never spent thousands of dollars oh, on myself. Yeah. And I was fucking scared. Mm-hmm. But money makes you take it seriously. And my parents thought I was crazy. And now they see me a year, a year and a half later. And I've increased my business by over 500%. And they're like, okay, you're smart. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Thank just you. Show, just show your parents the difference between her Instagram and your um, 80-year-old professor's Instagram. They don't know what they're doing. They don't even know how to. No. What they also don't realize, so there's a turn right now going on. It's very cool. Um, with our generation, there's brand new jobs happening. I can guarantee you there will be professors in colleges teaching people how to Instagram and how to mm-hmm. Twitter and how to Facebook um, mm-hmm. and how to market I'm waiting for a call, okay? So Baldwin-Wallace University in Cleveland, Ohio. Give me a call. Give me 10 years. Give me a call. (laughs) I know you're going to call me. 
but call you know, them honestly hello <laughs> I, you're not a phd in this though you know what's interesting is it's just years and years it's reps of experience and if you think mm-hmm. about if you started this a couple of years ago okay like you're already like a bachelor's in instagram like come on <laughs> that's gonna be the reality it really is i don't know i think it's really it's really cool and i'm not anti-college i just think that not everybody like what you did took a lot of guts to do and i think mm-hmm. a lot of women don't realize that they don't have to go to college you know i think a lot of women are people pleasers mm-hmm. um and instead of like listening to what they truly want they'll do what you know their family wants for them and that's what i did but you don't have to go the traditional route and just another thing too like there is no safe route oh no I I found more safety in jumping without a net and not knowing what the hell I was doing. Like, I quit all my jobs. I quit school, obviously. And, like, my parents doubted me. They're like, you're not going to, like, be able to make it. And now they're like, whoa, wait. Like, it's just our – it's it's our generation now. Like, everything is going to be what we're doing. I can already see it. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, yeah. because even traditional jobs right now aren't paying enough for you to oh, no. afford a living. Like, if I were to work in my degree for someone else, I wouldn't be able to support myself. Oh, yeah. No. No way. I think the only job I had that actually gave me good money was Lululemon. Like, it was <laughs> the only one. That's the only one. I, when I saw my paychecks with them, I was like, whoa, this is cool. <laughs> Lululemon, actually, shout out to them. I wanted to work for them because I know that they actually treat their employees well um, and pay them pretty good. It was amazing. So, and Starbucks. I heard Starbucks is good and Costco. You guys, you guys are cool. I don't don't know if I'd be able to do that, though. Like the people in the coffee industry, if I made their coffee wrong, I'd cry. (laughs) I would love to just work at a coffee shop one time a week to Mm -hmm. just communicate with people because that's the one thing I do miss is like having social interaction every single day yeah it can be lonely um I mean Mm -hmm. I have my dog but like and it's interesting because well I'm introverted so I am talking to people all day long through email and through my story and through dms but it's not the same as having that physical community like human touch you know yeah, when I'm at the gym, sometimes people are like, why is this girl talking my ear off? I'm like, I- I'm sorry, I just don't, I don't see actual faces. <laughs> I need to talk to someone. So sometimes I'll, like, work out of, like, a coffee shop just to get a change in scenery going on. Yeah. So you are in an off-season right now, and you've been debating on stepping back onto the stage. Um, so what is your ultimate goal with competing and what are your thoughts on competing and the industry right now? Oh, God, yeah. Um, That's a lot. I, yeah, well, see, because I'm, I'm so unclear with what I want because, I mean, people don't know about our conversation the other day. But it's, just, it's been so hard, like, figuring out what I want right now because my business is my main focus. But, yes, I am in my off season. Um, I competed for the first time in April. I got my NQ at my first comp, and then I went to Chicago. No, I shouldn't have ended up going to Chicago. I just should have stopped there and went into my off-season then because I feel like I pushed myself a little too much. And uh, coming out of an eating disorder a couple of years ago, like um, I, fe- I feel like I should have taken more 
time to be in that off season because now being in the off season now and only having a couple months until I'm quote unquote supposed to go back on prep I feel like I didn't let myself have enough time to be a human again I guess um and I try to you know screw it into my head that I'm supposed to be an athlete Danielle make sure that you're getting the grams correct like make sure you're doing this and that and that's not what I believe I'm supposed to be doing in like an off season. Like, so I had to sit down with myself and, and be like, okay, like, am I in the correct mental space to start going into a prep again? Um, I'm actually in a cut right now, which my calories are pretty low. And is your body responding? No, not at all. Not That's at all. A but, sign. but it's also because I was a complete asshole out of Chicago and I, ate way too much like I ate whatever I wanted I didn't reverse properly if I was reversing properly it was for a week and then I'd be like ah screw it like I'm gonna go to the brewery and go get a beer and then after that like (laughs) eat food that I shouldn't eat and then I'd be in that cycle again and that's kind of why I'm like maybe I need to take like a like a whole year off because they say rule of thumb is you should be taking the amount of time off that you prepped for Mm-hmm. I think I heard Paul say that actually. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I'm just like I I don't know what I'm gonna do. I really don't. <laughs> so, a couple things. Um, <laughs> you're younger and you're just getting involved in competing. So I would say like with your off season or like your transition from competing and prepping to you know reversing or whatever, mm-hmm. don't kick yourself. Because every competitor has gone through that. I've gone through that every single year, except for like the last two. Um, was I was okay, but mm-hmm. that's after reps and reps and reps. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I think is very important to take note on is if your body is not responding to a caloric level that you should be responding to, which for the lifestyle person listening to this, like I'm not trying to disregard your efforts, but odds are you're probably making mistakes and you're probably not being 100% adherent type A like a competitor is. Side note. But <laughs> if you are doing cardio, you know, getting in that daily activity, let's say like 10,000 steps a day, let's say you're doing like 30 minutes five times a week and your calories are sub 1,500, if your body's not dropping weight, it doesn't make sense. I feel like you just, like, completely spoke through me because that's literally what I'm doing. Not kidding. Like, well, I'm, at, I'm, I'm at around, like, 14 and doing that cardio. And I was in prep, so this is my issue, is I thought I could work through it, and mm-hmm. I'm a workaholic. Like, I work too much, and I know I do. My clients tell mm-hmm. me all the time, love you guys, but I do. <laughs> um, I w- was doing, like, the two, three hours of cardio a day and eating sub-1,300 calories. And, you know, sometimes you have to do that for a week or two, right, to get that really peeled, conditioned look. I was doing that for months, months, yeah. and nothing was happening. I wasn't responding at Was all. this during your prep? Yeah. Yeah. This happened for three months. I was not responding. Took a diet break, didn't respond at all, even at the diet break. I didn't gain weight. I didn't lose weight. Yeah. Cut cut my calories back down, increased cardio, nothing happened. Like, my body was, like, dead. It was like, I'm not going to do anything. Like, this is as lean as I can get right now because I am stressed. And that's because I didn't take time off, too. Because in 2018, I got to a whole nother level of conditioning. Like, my feedback at the national level was, 
We love your look. You're too lean. Yeah, that's, wow. that's a lot coming mm-hmm. from a national level. And Paul told me, he's like, take a year off. Me being a stubborn Taurus, I was like, no, I'm not going to. I'm going to take eight months off. I'll compromise with you there. Eight months, okay? Yeah. Did that. Um, I had gotten an, a breast augmentation in December, which surgery is trauma to the body, um, especially an augmentation because you are augmenting your body and your body has to heal from that. Yeah. And I think I started my prep too early after my surgery because I started it like two months post-op. Yeah, I I was actually looking into getting um, a breast augmentation too. And I was going to get it actually in November and then start prepping again in January. And I I feel like that's too soon. Just think of like, so you get tunnel vision when you compete and it's really hard to take time away from the stage, but you have to talk to yourself like you would a client. Like if I were to have a client say, I've prepped every single year since 2015, I want to get a breast augmentation and then start prep again two months later. The rational side, Nicole, would be like, no way. We need to heal and we need to recover. Yeah. But, but the competitor side of me is like, okay, we'll work through it. Yeah. It's so hard. But it's also really hard to decide what you want to do. And, like, that's why, like, when I was DMing you, I was like, you need to make a pros and cons list. Like, what is the return on investment? Because competing is an investment. It's a lot of money. It's um, huge, It's a lot yeah. of time and energy. So, like. Is the ROI, this is a business term for you guys, um, is the ROI high? Like, do I have a high probability of turning pro? Do I have the muscle mass? Do I have the metabolic um, capacity? Do I have the time? Do I have the finances? Like, what is the ROI of that? Am I going to get good content from it? Or is my following still growing with me being more normal body fat? Am I happier now? Is my, uh, like, it's your own pros and cons. Like, you have to weigh them out. And, like, for me, ending my prep, I had to come down to the fact that I'm wasting so much time and energy on something that is not truly making me happy. But Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to do it because people are paying attention to me, which that sounds really shitty, but it's true. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I don't care if I have a little ab vein here or extra lean look. I would rather be a couple more pounds up in body fat and be happier and have the energy to expand my business like I want. Yeah, to. and be able to function correctly and, you know, be able to make decisions that are going to ultimately grow your business. Because I don't know about you, being in prep, that was like, I couldn't function straight. Like, I couldn't think about what Anything. I wanted to. Like, it's prep brain. It's so bad. All you can think <clears throat> of is, like, food, food and your workouts. Yep. That's all. And- for me, like I had just hired a coach. And so like, it's not just my salary, it's her salary. Mm-hmm. And I want to buy a home. And so it's not just I'm going to rent, it's I'm going to invest in a property. I'm getting in, I want to get into real estate. I'm like, this is big adult shit, Nicole. Okay. Mm-hmm. And a lot of adults can't do this at a normal fed state. And you're trying to do it at a deprived one. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you mentioned too, the thing about um, that you're following and getting more engagement or whatever, being on prep and stuff. I actually noticed my first prep, like it was booming. Like I had so much engagement. And then the second prep that I had, no one DM'd me. It was the weirdest thing. I feel like people just like didn't care anymore. 
I think people like expect me to prep because I've been doing it for so long. And what really fucking makes me mad is when people comment, "Are you never competing again?" And all the questions, "When are you? When are you going to start again? When are you going to?" It's like I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And like, also, you can't be doing it all the time. And for me, like, I just like, well, I mean, it's a sip of coffee there. Whoa. Um, I just need to put my foot down and like tell people that like this is because you've mentioned this and you're like I feel like you need to talk about the truth like this shit is not healthy and I can't be doing it all the time and I don't feel like a good role model if my clients are seeing my weight fluctuate 20 pounds every single year of my life and what is the health what kind of health consequences am I going to face if I if let's say I did keep prepping every single year for 10 years Oh my gosh, that gives me like a chill through my body. That makes me mad. Like That makes me sick. <laughs> 10 years from now, like I would probably want to have a kid. Odds yeah. are that would make that so much harder. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't even know if your body could handle that, honestly. Yeah. But with social media and the pressure to prep, wow, that's a good title. Um, yeah, <laughs> write that down, don't forget it. <laughs> with the pressure to prep, like that's what people seem to expect out of competitors and yeah like some competitors are taking drugs I'll be honest and I know a lot of people who aren't vocal of them taking PEDs which to each their own but you don't know what's really going on behind closed doors like these people in prep like some of them have full-blown eating disorders and they hide them like they have binge eating or they have straight up bulimia or anorexia over exercising tendencies and it's like is that really health? And a lot of times, like, you are using prep to cope and hide your eating disorder instead mm-hmm. of, like, embracing your off-season because you're scared to be, quote-unquote, normal. Yeah. I I was actually – I don't know if I told you this, but I told Brian, I was like, I'm just, like, so happy with how I'm feeling right now. And I know if we were, like, let's say, like, two years ago, three years ago, and I – was this weight I would be so upset and I just feel so happy I feel healthy I feel really good about myself and being this weight 136 like I wouldn't be happy before I remember actually crying because I was over like 120 pounds and now that I'm 136 and like happy about it like that means the absolute world to me and that's why I don't know if I want to go on prep again is because I'm just so mentally happy the other thing too is like it's very fascinating what we considered fit and healthy because unfortunately whenever you get into stage level conditioning you'll never see your body the same but Mm -mm. I'm really trying to look at my body at like a new perspective and like looking in the mirror like this might sound narcissistic but I'm like you look hot like you look good girl (laughs) like you don't look bad like yeah what the freak like why do I think I need to be itty bitty like there's no reason for that and I even myself like from my um past eating disorder like I had certain numbers where I'm like if you're over 120 something pounds like you've just blown it and you're fat and that like Mm -hmm. I this is maybe it's because I'm getting older I don't know but like I've thought of that number I'm like what the fuck even is that like I'm like I I know for physiques that I like a lot of these women weigh a lot more than me and it's really hard for me to put muscle on my frame like yeah for example like Sarah Beaumont is 
four inches shorter than me and weighs more than me. And I'm like, yeah. she looks fucking bomb. Like, yeah. I want to look like that. And I'm yeah. like, and I don't care what that weight is. Like, as long as, and it, this is the saying that I tell my clients is, I'm going for a look. I'm not going for numbers. Numbers, yeah. I was, my first competition, I was, I think it was 110 or something. And then my second competition, I was like 116. But I looked better at 116. And some of the girls that step on stage are literally like 130. And yeah. are freaking shredded. They're it's dense. all because of, yeah. And that's the other thing too. So like, I wanted to talk about this with you. Um, I know that when I was at my most peeled and shredded look, I was 115. Most girls that are turning pro or who compete at my height, um, they are like at least 130. Yeah. What, what's your height? I'm 5'6". Oh, okay. So I'm 5'4". 5'4", 5'5", something around there. But yeah, those girls weigh a lot. And I know that if I were to start going down again, like I wouldn't, I, I would be a shrimp. That's why I'm like, uh, go to Chicago again. And... Exactly. Go to Chicago. But why? And bikini is only getting bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Like bikini is not what it was in 2016 or 2017 to all the girls who turned pro back then awesome for you but yeah. I hope that you're bringing up your muscle mass because you need density and you need muscle okay guys so if you are enjoying beyond the bikini radio I would really love if you could share my podcast up on your Instagram Facebook, whatever it is. Beyond the Bikini Radio has been up for almost a year, and you guys know that I share a variety of content. Not only do I talk about mental health, physical health, competing, but other areas too with women's health, interviewing guests, interviewing bikini competitors. If you're wanting me to continue doing Beyond the Bikini Radio, I would just love to see some love back and you sharing the podcast. It makes me so happy seeing you guys enjoy it, and it gives me a better idea of what type of content you guys are enjoying and what episodes you want me to cover in the future or what topics resonated with you. So again, thank you for being a Beyond the Bikini radio listener, and keep on listening. Um, I don't think everyone should compete. And if you were to ask me a couple of years ago, I'd be like, yeah, I think everyone could like give the stage a try. Like it's a lot of fun and a learning experience. And now I'm like, if you don't have muscle, if you don't have a metabolic like capacity to diet and just no, like not everyone should compete. I, yeah, it's, it's only honestly meant for certain people I do believe um like I just took on two bikini clients and I really had to dig deep with them to figure out why they wanted to because a I don't want to bring someone to that level if they are not actually willing to and they just want to because they've seen me do it um and that scares me honestly I I hope people on my Instagram don't want to do it because they think it's like cool like that honestly scares me (laughs) yeah it's not like cool like you don't you don't magically gain followers you don't magically become 
known in the fitness industry. I mean, like, so I work with Bomar Nutrition. They don't yeah. care that I compete. Like, if I were to stop competing right now, they wouldn't care. Yeah. I don't know. I feel that. I'm just frustrated, and I don't think everyone should compete, and I don't think everyone should prep. And it's not the next thing on your fitness checklist. Like, Mm -hmm. if you want to be fit, like, competing is not it. Like, you're going to feel the most out of shape ever. Like, I used to be able to squat 165 and, like, 185. I'm struggling now at 135. Oh, yeah, literally. And it's because people, like – for us, we show the real sh- the real side of it, but it's glorified all over Instagram. Like, a lot of competitors don't show the crying, the... Oh, my God, so much crying. <laughs> all of the time. I still cry. I'm such a baby. But, like, people just see, like, all the glitz and glamour and not, like, the blood and sweat and actual, like, tears. Like, no yeah. one sees that. So that's why they're like, oh, it's it's really cool. It must be for me. So no. I'll, ne- I'll never, ever forget this. And um, so I really had to, like, push myself with cardio. And I get to the point, and I don't talk about this. I haven't talked about this on my story. Mm-hmm. My legs got so depleted where they weren't firing. Like, they don't fire sometimes. I get so depleted. Like, you know how you can pick up your heel? Like yeah. You- yeah, I can't do that when my legs get like that. Oh, my gosh. Like, they feel like lead. And I am again I am a soldier I will do what you tell me I was a gymnast growing up I'm used to that crazy work ethic I'm not going to complain I will do whatever um and Paul understood how much he was pushing me but I was in a cardio session I was working on hour number three. Oh my gosh <laughs> Jake was with me at the time so Jake is my boyfriend and I was like panting at walking at three at an incline of five (laughs) I would be throwing up (laughs) and he walks up to me and like just like grabbed my hand on the treadmill was like are you okay and like that makes me want to cry because like here is this person like pushing wanting to push me and he's like yeah like let's get the session in let's do it and he's never seen someone compete before and he's never seen prep. And I think that really opened up his eyes to like, Oh, this shit is really fucking hard. Like, yeah. Like I was saying, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired all day. And I think just seeing him like him seeing me crying because I'm in pain from pushing myself so much really opened his eyes to like every little thing is really hard for her right now. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Wow, that brings me back to those days. I didn't, I didn't do three hours. Good for you on it. Like, wow. But I was doing it. My body wasn't responding. I don't want you to get to that point. Yeah. See, my body has always responded in my preps. It's just now, and that's why new. I'm like, take it back, Danielle. Like, you don't need to do it right now. I'm 22 years old. I have you're you're 24, right? Yeah. Like you're fresh meat. Like honestly, yeah. the women who are the pros are late 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 20s and 30s and they have the density and they're very well established not to say that you're not established you're very established for your age mm-hmm. but like they they have things in place for them and they've lived more of their life I mean I was just gonna say too. I have more life to live that's the other thing like I was thinking oh I've prepped every single year since you know 2015 so like right when I turned 20 was the first time I stepped on stage 
and this makes me like kind of mad and like emotional but i've spent majority of my 20s dieting yeah that's like you up. told me the other day that you haven't seen, i haven't like, celebrated, haven't celebrated birthday a birthday in four years <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. We're like, going to have to go on a birthday trip next year to get So I was thinking one thing I want to do for myself is, like, do a big trip. And I always want to go to Hawaii. Bali. Uh, Bali, babe. <laughs> <laughs> and I really want to do something big for myself because I feel like I've not – I've just overlooked my birthday. Cause it's you deserve been, like, it. it. Well, thank you. But <laughs> it's been, like, two weeks out from a competition, so it's, like, super strict then, too. And I'm, like, mm-hmm. I haven't enjoyed my 21st, and I've just pushed it off, and I don't know. There, See, you know what's crazy is I would be in the same boat if I kept pushing myself, too, because I didn't celebrate my 21st. I didn't celebrate my 22nd. Yeah. So, like, I would be in the same exact boat if I didn't take it back. It's very easy to keep going, but then, again... I just really hope that everyone starts to ask themselves why. Keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, am mm-hmm. I going to regret this year? And I know next year, like, would I regret it if I prepped? Yeah, because I want to go to a lot of seminars next year. Again, I want to buy a home. Like, that's fucking stressful closing mm-hmm. on a home, especially mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur. Love you, government. Um. <laughs> Wait, what did you just say? I said, love you, government. Because, oh, yeah. Well, you have to prove your taxes and all that fun stuff. And... Yeah. I should probably stop working from Venmo then. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I just, I don't want to, and I'll be turning 25. I just, I want to enjoy it. And I want to enjoy a full calendar year not mm-hmm. dieting. Yeah, I'm supposed to go on a cruise this coming January with my mom and my sister. And I actually told my mom, it's at the end of January. And I was like, Mom, I'm, I'm going to be prepping. And she cried. Aww. My mom cried because it's so taxing on your family, too. Yeah, and it's like, selfish. Yeah. And and like, I, I don't know what I would do because that's the end of January like if I want to compete in like May and my body isn't responding right now like I have to do a slow long cut like I would have to start in the beginning of January and when I told her that my sister was actually mad when I said it because she um I don't see my sister often she's from South Carolina and like that would be the one time that me and her get to have margaritas on a boat and I wouldn't be able to and it's like do I want to not do that kind of stuff? And, like, I want to, like you said, I want to go to seminars. I want to go to Pays to be Brave next year. Like, I want to do so many things. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't want to be prepping for that. I'm actually going to Bali next July, June or July. One of my friends is hosting um, a, a trip there or something. And I just paid for it. And I was sitting at the bar with Brian the other night uh, for my refeed. And I was like, I just booked a trip to Bali and that's when I want to compete. So basically I can kiss the competing goodbye. Cause I'm going to fucking Bali. <laughs> yeah. Go to Bali or spend thousands of dollars to compete in yeah. Chicago. Right. Yep. Nope. No, no. And odds are you'll not trying to dock you, but no, yeah. you'll get feedback from judges and they will still not be happy with what they're seeing. Oh, I'll get the same thing. You need to build your shoulders and your glutes. That's what they all say. It's all they know. Yep. But... Shoulders and glutes. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Sandy. 
I know for me, I really want to enjoy a like nice vacation at Universal Studios, and they have a lot of like really fun themed food there. Oh, Epcot! Like that would be so much fun. Yeah, like, and I want to thoroughly enjoy the whole thing and not feel bad about. It. And the other thing too is like, so many people post show I think are scared that their bodies are going to start keep gaining, 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 gaining. Odds are your body will find a homeostasis and chill out there. Yep, just like what I'm at right now. And it won't budge. (laughs) That's where I'm at. And I'm cool with it. Like, I had, um, whenever I have an untracked meal, nothing changes. Whenever I hit my macros, nothing changes. Like, everything is the same. So I'm like, okay, clearly you're happy. And when I refer back to previous years, this has always been the weight where you've been happy. The only time my weight's ever spiked up after this was, like, above this was after a, a surgery. Um, yeah. but I think that was like inflammation from the recovery from that. Um, yeah. but other than that, I've been at a good point. So it's like, why, why be so hard on myself if I ate over on carbs a little? Mm-hmm. I, it's so funny that you say that about the refeed thing. I've never been like, I don't know if this is you, but I've never been the person to have a refeed and then drop weight. I have never been that person. <laughs> I don't know why. Like so many competitors posted on their story, like just had a refeed and I'm down two pounds. I'm like, how the heck? I always go up like four. Everyone's responds differently. Like when, so this year was the year where my body was a mess and I would bump up in weight. But mm-hmm. previous years, I used to drop, like, pounds after yeah. refeed. That is so cool to me. That's fascinating. Your chemistry will change every single year and how, like, your physio- physiology will change on how oh, you yeah. respond. It's a lot to do with just hormones and water retention, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know for me, though, for PMS and, like, getting your period, my body's horrible. I gained, like, seven pounds overnight. Really? seven yeah and it freaks me out because it's uncomfortable and it's like super fast but I'm like okay uterus you're gonna shed I'm ready for you yeah I literally just got mine back like last month it was so crazy I was like whoa I forgot about you (laughs) another thing to consider another thing to consider yeah if you yeah you just got your period back and if you're wanting to prep again you will lose her again yep see you later girlfriend yeah I don't I don't know I don't know if I'm gonna do it especially after this like this podcast and what we talked about the other day like I just like to be the voice of reason for everyone now <laughs> no it, it really just puts it into perspective like I'm so young and I want to grow my business and my freaking muscle like I don't I wasn't like a shrimp on stage like luckily I got first call outs, like top first call outs at the Chicago show, but like, I want to get first and I don't want to spend all that time, money and tears and not get there. So this really put it into perspective for me that, yo, maybe you should take like a good, good break. I just know the next time I step on stage, I want to be like undeniable. I want to walk out and then them being like, okay, she's going to be in center first call out. And I don't want to be like, Maybe I'm a first call out. I want to be. I want to be like. I no, am I know. a fucking first call out. Yep. Yeah. And I know I don't have that confidence right now yet in my physique. Yeah. No. Me either. I'm no. I can't just like diet through it and get lean through it. It's if your critique is fuller, that means fuller, <laughs> fuller glutes, fuller. fuller shoulders. That is muscle, honey. That yeah. takes time. 
So, yeah. all right. Um, Danny, do you have any like sponsors or anything else you want to add today? Um, not really. I mean, nah, not really. <laughs> like no. You like those American nut butters. Oh, those are so good. Do you not have those? No. Oh my gosh, they are so I'm about to send like let me know your address because I'm sending you some. Um I I also I was wondering this too. Do you have coffee over cardio? I do not. Oh my god, code ten D Barabee, go get some. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I should because I've transitioned over into pot coffee and no, I'm not talking about marijuana. Um <laughs> I've switched over to just making a big pot instead of using the Keurig. So I don't need to stock up because today I've been thinking my coffee tastes disgusting and I'm over it. You have to get this coffee. It's absolutely amazing. Well, I can't really taste your smell right now. I've been able to for like three months, but like something's different about the, the way this one goes down. It's so nice. Oh, I'll definitely have to check it out. But thank you again, yes. Danny, for coming on. And then. Guys, I will have all of her information down below if you're wanting to give her a follow. Thank you so much for having me. This was a good conversation and honestly blessed that we had it because it really opened my eyes. I'm not kidding. Thank you so much. Bye. Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym with your relationship with food and how I can help you reach your goals.